Welcome to Uncommon Goods. The pandemic of 2020 exposed America's reliance on Chinese-made goods. Not only were we short on critical life-saving equipment, much of it from China ended up being defective. We were caught with our face masks down. They played us. Why is America handing off production of critical goods to China and what can we do about it? Here on Uncommon Goods, we expose the nefarious misdeeds of the Chinese government. Prison labor, suppression of human rights, theft of intellectual property, imperialist actions towards other nations, the list goes on. Let's hit them where it hurts. Stop buying goods made in China. And it's not all doom and gloom over here. This show celebrates the makers of uncommon goods, the stuff made right here in America, maybe even in your own backyard. Meet the people behind small American businesses, learn the secrets of their success, and how buying American goods supports innovation, local communities, jobs, and economic opportunity. And I'll even crack a few jokes while we're at it. Let's make it in America. I'm your host, Lars. This is Uncommon Goods. Hey, welcome to Uncommon Goods, episode 32. It's the Uncommon Manifesto continued, climbing the Uncommon ladder. Now, before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, give a comment. Uh, if you're listening to you know via podcast, especially on Apple, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and write a review on why you like uncommon goods and please give it a five-star review this is very important to help spread the message you know apple sees that it's an algorithm etc but whatever you do whatever podcast platform you use please subscribe so you can get the latest episodes and you can check out this episode on uncommongoods.com forward slash episode 32 so let's jump into climbing the uncommon ladder you know i was flying to maui last week and it just kind of occurred to me like how can you uncommon your life like what are the stages right you can maybe do like baby steps and so i kind of put this together i wrote it on my commie iphone on the uh, the notes app and i just scratched out some notes and here's really what i thought uh so ladder rung ladder number one on the uncommon manifesto ladder you know this is very simple and straightforward really what i'm all about start buying american goods wherever you shop and of course, if you're like 99.9% of Americans, you buy all your stuff on Amazon. So therefore, you're not really sure what you're getting, where it's from, and how to sort it out. Uh, a lot of times I'm looking for something and I got to go into the, you know, ask, you know, you can post questions on Amazon if, you know, you can search on them or you can post on them. Hey, is this made in China? And then people be like, yeah, it is, you know, on the back label, but they didn't say that on the product description. So there's this great new Chrome extension called Cultivate. Uh, if you just go to wecultivate.us, you can add it to your Chrome browser. Granted, I think the Chrome browser is probably totally common because it's made by Google, but what are you going to do? Uh, it's a Cultivate app. So every time you go to Amazon, you search on a product. And so like, for example, I was looking for webcams. Uh, I'm using one right now. And it'll say, you know, you pull it up and in a few seconds, right under the product description, it'll say, you know, product made in China. Here are like 80 American alternatives that are similar. So using the Chrome extension, shopping on Amazon, granted you're supporting the evil Amazon. They don't really care where anything's from, but uh, it's a way to use uh, uncommon 
practice within a commie company like Amazon. Uh, you know, what's great also about using Amazon, I mean, Amazon sells everything. So if you're looking for something and, you know, you don't really you can't have any trouble finding it online, you can search for it on Amazon. Like that's how I found liquid chalk, you know, for weight training to, you know, keep your grip. And I found spider chalk that's made in America. And instead of buying it through Amazon, I just went directly to their website. Uh, it helps them with the margins. Granted, a lot of companies just use Amazon for fulfillment. So you're not really beating the beast. But then again, you're supporting an American um, company uh, that you found on Amazon. So uh, that's like the first step or, you know, rung on the uncommon ladder that you're trying to climb is just, you know, all your purchases, just try to make them American. And another little facet to, you know, swapping out to buying American goods is like, look at your regular monthly purchases. Like, what do you buy every time you go, you know, you go to Target and you always buy like, uh, you know, shampoo or you're going to buy like a hairdryer or something like that or towels. Uh, look at whatever you're buying and make sure it's made in America. And then, you know, make it like automatic. We're always going to get XYZ brand of, you know, cosmetics shampoo conditioner etc and then over time you know those regular monthly purchases instead of buying something made by procter and gamble a uh, big huge entity uh look for local artisans or just small craftsmen you know craft manufacturers of like i started buying uh, a you know shampoo and conditioner from a small company uh that's based out of the east coast because uh, i just want to support a small family business so that's like you know Rung 1.5 of the uncommon ladder is, you know, not only buying American, but trying to seek out those small uh, manufacturers or small family run businesses that make like some of those everyday goods like shampoos, conditioners, etc. Um, uh, also, second on the uncommon ladder is food. Think about where you're getting your food. Uh, it's all huge global corporations that are selling, uh, you know, huge, uh, what is it? Highly processed foods that are not good for you. So start looking at localizing your food sources. For example, beef in America, uh, like over 90% of it comes from four or five big manufacturers like Cargill, Hormel. Uh, I forget the other ones, but they're really huge and they're basically run like huge factories. And the problem with that is there's horrible labor conditions. And two, uh, you know, I'm not a vegan or anything like that, but the vegans do have a point about the terrible treatment of uh, our livestock in America. And that's what happens when it's these big agribusinesses that put the, uh, the you know, pigs or the cows in big confined animal feeding operations, CAFOs, to plump them up for production, um, you know, to for slaughter. And the whole process is terrible because they're not living in their natural environment. So how do you opt out of the big agribusiness, you know, big meat as they call it? Well, you can find a local rancher for your meat supply. There's a very good chance there's a ranch within an hour or two of your home. And important thing to uh, ascertain is make sure it's 100% grass fed and grass finish. You know, cows are designed to eat grass. They're not designed to eat corn. So when you go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and they're like, this, this beef is corn fed and delicious. You're just like, bro, you're killing me. Especially with, you know, the nutritional profile of corn fed beef or grain fed beef uh, is not ideal. Um, it's grass fed. It's leaner. It's the types of fat 
in the grass-fed beef that makes it a lot healthier for you. It's how we evolved for millions of years. We ate grass-fed ruminants. So uh, that's where vegans are wrong is, you know, we didn't eat carrots and avocados uh, in order to conquer the world. So again, there's probably a ranch within an hour or two of your home and you uh, make sure that it's 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Um, so uh, this is why you want to get local because, you know, these uh, big agribusiness, the big four meat companies, you know, they take all these cows from everywhere. They put it in their feedlot, right? Uh, they feed them corn because they want to fatten up real quickly, right? They obviously want to return on their investment. Uh, that corn and grain that the cow's eating upsets their stomach and their digestive system, uh, creates bacteria, E. coli. E. coli is only in grain-fed cows. Uh, so what happens, you know, they this big operation, they, they get the cows sick, uh, they maybe don't disinfect them during the slaughtering process, there's an E. coli outbreak. All these cows from all over the country in one place, and then it's distributed all over the country, and you have an E. coli outbreak, uh, and a big recall, you, you'll hear about it in the news. That only happens with big agribusiness. It does not happen with small ranching operations. So uh, again, find a local rancher. Not only does it give you better beef, it's better for the environment. You know, the cattle is raised, you know, with sun, rain, grass equals beef, right? And if you're worried about global warming, which I'm not, traditional uh, grass-fed cattle ranching stores CO2 or captures it. Uh, there's a ton of research out there. Uh, just shoot me an email and I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. The same thing uh, outside of you know cattle ranching and grass-fed is you want to look for chicken, egg, um, and pork that is pasture-raised, not pasture-raised, pasture-raised. Uh, you know, chickens live as they're intended. They're, you know, scratching, eating bugs, warming around, eating worms, you know, they're even eating rodents. You know, I've seen a, a video of a chicken uh, there's a cat playing with a, a mouse and just kind of, you know, batting it around and the chicken sees it, just runs over there and eats it. Uh, and it just shows you that, you know, they're meant to eat a wide, wide for, excuse me, they're meant to eat a wide variety of stuff. And that's how you get really healthy eggs too. You ever compare a, uh, a regular, you know, big supermarket uh, egg, the yolk, and then you look at a pasture raised yolk, you're going to see the pasture raised one is darker, richer, dark yellow, almost even red, like a reddish hint to it. And the flavor is amazing. And not only that, you're, you know, it's getting it from a happy chicken. So again, a really good way to track down these local ranchers. I keep telling you, know, gotta find the local rancher. Where do you find them? Well, a uh, very good guess is a farmer's market. Uh, go look for the booth. Um, you know, the they're probably selling a lot of product to those booths, but at the same time, it's a marketing arm for a a bigger uh, market. Um, so you can talk to them and learn about, you know, how is the cattle raised or the eggs, etc. And, um, you know, I was at a local uh, farmer's market here and I found a, um, it had avocado raised pork. Now that was, it was amazingly delicious, this pork shoulder. Um, and then also I discovered a great local chicken farm um, and I got the best eggs from them too every two weeks. And it's the same with the, the meat providers. Uh, again, how do you get to a uh, buying beef from a ranch? All right, so this is what I did. Uh, we went to a website called eatwild.com. And what's great about this website is it's um, the website looks very dated, right? But then you know it's 
it's a very grassroots thing. Uh, so go to eatwild.com and search by your state. Um, and you can search for community supported agriculture. It's called a CSA. And you can find a ranch or maybe uh, an egg provider or an egg farm, excuse me, and start up. Uh, it's called community supported agriculture. You can just you know, start up an account with them and get a delivery every month. And really, you're, you become like a, a customer, you know, of the, like a regular customer, right? It's not like you go to the store and you hope you're going to get it. Once you develop a relationship with a ranch, uh, a chicken farm, etc., you know, you're a customer and you have a regular monthly order and you, you're not you're not subject to go to the store. Like I went to the store the other day to get some pasture raised eggs and they were completely out. And I just refuse to buy like the uh, the big factory farm eggs because one, it's just terrible and they're not as good. And I just refuse to support that kind of business. So uh, that's the benefit of buying from a local ranch. So, you know, this is what happened was my buddy and I, you know, we found a, a farm uh, based up in Cotati, California. It's a, f- a few hours north of where I was. So we're going to make a trip of it. It's a beautiful drive. You know, you go past San Francisco and you see you know, the farmland and we drove up there we, you know, went to the ranch, met this old fella that, you know, ran the farm. We handed him a check. Uh, We took all the beef back to my place uh, because I had invested in a chest freezer and, you know, we stored it all there. And it was just a great experience because, you know, you're buying a, uh, we bought a quarter cow, which was a lot, right? So you can do, you know, two ways, right? They can usually ship it to you or you can go pick it up. Uh, really depending on what you want to do. And so what's great about this is, for example, if you get like a regular monthly subscription, they're going to give you like a variety of cuts. So, you know, it's not going to be the exact same thing, right? Uh, it's a bit of a surprise, right? So for example, if you're getting, um, you know, from a local cattle ranch, you're getting like, you know, a variety of steaks, you know, a few roasts and then like ground meat. And, it, you know, it changes, right? One month it's sirloin steaks and chuck roast. Uh, the next month it's ribeyes and, uh, you know, chuck shoulder roast, right. That you can braise, right. And, you know, there's always like ground beef, right. So you get to embrace the variety and try new cuts, you know, only a commie would want the exact same thing every time with no changes or variations, right. Let's have a little fun, right. At the same time, uh, with some of these CSAs, like the egg one, uh, you know, they didn't deliver it directly to my house, but I went to a neighbor's house. Uh, they were sort of like the central pickup location, right? So it's really cool. You get this like really cool community feel of it, right? Something you would never get from a factory farm, mass produced chickens just having a terrible life. And what's great is uh, what what's actually kind of an anomaly is like, for example, the chicken farm, they could not be certified organic and you know, when it comes to certifications, it's a mixed bag, right? Because the organic label, they permit a lot of things. You know, they do permit pesticides for organic. Uh, so, you, you know, you can meet these people and they tell you how they raise the, the chickens or the beef. And you can come check them out. They'll let you do it, right? And so it's a little bit less about the certification because that just involves a lot of money and greasing uh, hands, I guess, like bribing and paying, just paying a lot of money. Whereas... I'll, I'd rather just meet them and learn about the process and how they do things and support a small business, right? So yeah, second part of the uncommon, you know, manifesto ladder 
is, you know, a step towards more self-reliance, uh, localization, and, you know, eliminating centralization, right? All that centralization I mentioned earlier with like the producing the, uh, you know, the slaughterhouses and the sick cows, uh, you know, shopping local ranchers and farms eliminates that. Uh, you can also do this with your produce, right? You can join a community supported agriculture, a CSA, to get regular shipments, you know, every two weeks, every month of, you know, local uh, greens, produce, carrots, potatoes, etc. And again, you're supporting a local farm and the quality is usually really great. Uh, so highly suggest that. So Uncommon rung of the ladder, number three is your health, right? And despite what the media is telling you, COVID is not America's biggest health problem. It's obesity, right? Uh, obese, and, and I hate to say that, but like 90, 80% of COVID deaths, you know, COVID was unfortunately the thing that pushed people off the edge. Uh, most people were obese uh, and they had multiple comorbidities. There was very few people. It did happen. Uh, people always like to point out anomaly, but it very rarely was there someone that was healthy, metabolically fit, um, that exercised regularly with no other me medical conditions that, you know, died from COVID. So obesity is a very big epidemic here in America and being overweight. Uh, and I, I understand there's a lot of emotional, uh, you know, issues ar around this issue, uh, around obesity and, you know, uh, people aren't being allowed to be told they're fat or, you know, people are celebrating, um, you know, fat acceptance and, you know, I'm not really going to wait in the territory other than saying it's not healthy. People say healthy at any size. It's not true. There's zero evidence of that. So being overweight leads to a multitude of health problems, right? Hypertension, you know, type two diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, depression, and so on, you know, and eventually the weight problems lead to a dependence on medications. And then this is where it becomes a commie is you're a cog in the pharmaceutical industrial complex, right? Most of healthcare in America, they don't want to cure you. They want to treat you. And by treating you, that means giving you medicine, uh, prescription, having you come back, basically being a subscriber, right, um, to uh, medicine versus, hey, you're healed, you're better, move along, uh, break your leg, come back, right? So, uh, you know, most Americans eat a very sugary diet. And uh, what happens in this case is it causes their blood glucose levels to rise. Uh, glucose, that's a fancy word for sugar. Um, and when you have a high glucose diet, your body, you know, becomes dependent on high levels of glucose to get energy, right? That's like your primary source of energy. And then be you become dependent on regular meals, right? So you're, you lose a little dependency. You need those frequent meals. You ever see those people that like, they get irritable and angry if they haven't had anything to eat. That is, um, an emotional reaction to lack of glucose in their uh, bloodstream. Um, and it's very common to be totally dependent on regular meals, right? You can just keep losing your mind. Um, so if you, if your diet is not based on refined carbs and it's like higher in protein, I'm waiting in dangerous territory here. I'm giving uh, nutritional advice, right? Uh, yeah. Again, if your diet is not based on refined carbs, it's higher in proteins, your blood glucose levels 
stabilized, right? And you're actually able to skip a meal without going nuts. And I've been on both sides of the issue. I've, I was one of those, you know, ate a lot of pasta and pizzas and uh, I would just start losing my mind every time I got hungry. And it was almost like a little personality trait. I didn't like that. Um, and then I've also rapidly altered my diet to remove a lot of that processed uh, sugar or refined carbohydrates. So my blood glucose levels actually are stabilized. Uh, it's actually oddly ironic to uh, being healthy enough to uh, skip a meal. It's kind of a paradox because true, true commies skip a lot of meals, you know, but not by choice, right? So obesity, how do you treat it, right? Of course, talk to your doctor before you undergo any dietary changes. Of course, doctors are, for the most part, pill pushers, and they're unable to see in terms of diet. They just say, you know, the, oh, cut fat, right? Whereas fat is very uh, filling um, and actually makes it easier to eat less. So um, here are some tips that have worked for me. Uh, I have actually lost 35 pounds of weight uh, a few years ago and have kept it off because I've altered my diet and um, exercise regimen and made it a part of my life rather than like some sort of short-term fix. Okay, here we go. So uh, intermittent fasting is fairly popular and it's a great way to lose weight. And there are some, you know, fancy programs and books you could buy, but intermittent fasting, you know, here's my course. I'll give it to you for free. Skip breakfast, right? Go to two meals a day. So what happens is you open up your eating window or excuse me, your you shorten your eating window and increase your fasting window. And like after about 12 hours of not eating, you start burning your glucose levels and uh, your body actually starts preparing itself over time. I've actually gone three days without eating. Uh, I'm kind of going a little off topic here, but uh, not eating for a little bit of time is actually a positive uh, health activity. Uh, if you fast for more than 25 hours, your body starts, uh, it's called autophagy. It starts rebuilding the cells and breaking down apart damaged cells in your body and repairing. It goes into this like repair and replace stage rather than just trying to process what you've digested and eating. Uh, so that intermittent fasting is a great way to lose weight. Um, and, you know, think about, um, uh, when you're sick and you're dependent on medication, you know, your illness feeds into big pharma, right? It's like that scene in the matrix when like Neo, he like wakes up in the pod. Um, you know, he has all these nodes plugged into him, like all over his body. Cause it's sucking out the electricity that humans apparently naturally generate and that electricity power, the matrix. Well, you're exactly the same if you're on medicines. Um, except the pharmaceutical industrial complex is sucking money out of you to power their matrix, right? With, you know, their matrix is powered by money. So if you lose that weight and change your lifestyle, you can make long-term health part of your life. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I used to weigh 220 and I had high blood pressure. I'm six feet tall. So 220 is kind of up there. Uh, and I couldn't believe it. They put me on meds, right? And I was like, I was one of those guys that like never, you know, took any sort of medicines, very healthy my whole life, right? So eventually I lost about 35, 40 pounds. I cleaned up my diet and that and natural, uh, you know, naturally fixed my blood pressure and no meds, right? I go, you know, every time I go to the doctor now, they say, wow, your blood pressure. Wow, that's great. It's like an athlete. So that's very good. So 
uh, in terms of like losing weight, uh, I'm not going to get super specific, but absolutely start cutting out uh, the highly refined carbohydrates from your diet and look into a more of a paleo primal diet slash lifestyle. Uh, I, I'm not going to suggest any short term fixes um, and you just really paleo primal diet and, you know, cut out the junk food. And again, as I mentioned earlier, talk to your doctor, but there's a good chance your doctor is just another cog in the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Now, for inspiration and information on how to, you know, adopt a paleo primal lifestyle, uh, well, I'll give you the gist of it. It's really eating food that is based on, you know, is this something we ate, you know, ancestrally? You know, is this something we ate like 5, 10, 15,000 years ago? Uh, eat it, right? Uh, if it's something that is new, if it has a, a brand name on it, like, you know, Flaming Hot Cheetos, that's definitely not ancestral. So start looking at food that is just like if like a caveman would recognize it, like, oh, steak, right? Maybe they, they don't know it's called a tri-tip, but they, they recognize it as meat, you know, or, you know, a vegetable. Uh, they would recognize that. So um, that is the gist of like a paleo primal diet. You don't have to be like totally weird about it. Like I'll still eat pizza here and there again, but you can tell the difference once you've gone towards a more ancestral, real to your body's needs diet. You eat pizza, I feel actually pretty lousy. I enjoy it in, at the moment. But so where can you find more information about adopting a more paleo primal diet and evidence of people that have totally removed need for medications? Go to marksdailyapple.com. You can see you know plenty of success stories. Um, people have like lost the weight and stopped their dependence on medications and they got before and after pictures. Uh, just go to marksjellyapple.com and then just there's on the menu, click results, right? You know, and it can be done. I've done it. It was a very simple process. I just cut out the junk. But and don't be discouraged if your doctor or friends or peers aren't helpful. You know, just just do it on your own. Uh, again, you know, uh, most doctors are trained to push pills for everything, right? Uh, when I had high blood pressure, they're just like, we've got to get you on the medication. I go, wait, wait, what, what else can I do? They even got, <laughs> this is the crazy part. They got me to buy some sort of fake salt that it was, it was like potassium chloride instead of sodium chloride because to, you know, and here's the thing, like people are uh, the total misnomer that sodium's bad for you. Uh, it's, it's the processed foods and refined carbohydrates. Uh, that, by the way, that potassium chloride tasted awful and I use plenty of salt in my diet and I am fine. But then again, I'm just an anecdote. So experiment on yourself, remove those carbohydrates, the refined, the pasta, the pizza, the, the tons of rice and get back to the high protein, uh, high nutrient dense foods. Ah, you know, I know I'm kind of going off like uh, evangelizing the paleo primal diet, but it really is. Uh, rooted in science, uh, unlike a lot of things in the media today, and uh, why it's so, there is a lot of like a mainstream sort of denigration of a paleo primal diet, because uh, other than selling books, there's really no money to be made from it, right? It doesn't support that pharmaceutical industrial complex, right? So that's why they make it out for you to be like a weirdo if you adopt this. So seriously, if you are interested in uh, adopting a more paleo primal diet, reach out to me. 
Uh, only a commie would want you to eat processed garbage and be unhealthy and then dependent on medication. You know, the part, what I really want to emphasize here on the uncommie manifesto, climbing the uncommie ladder is removing various dependencies on your life, right? Because, you know, people living in commie countries, they were dependent on the state to bring them bread. They were dependent on the state to give them jobs. No, we don't want the state to give us anything uh, other than national defense. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I love it. And so you want to be less dependent on needing medications, right? Especially if it's something you can eliminate through a lifestyle change. There's so many more things you could do also like meditation, you know, going for walks, getting some vitamin D, getting some sunlight, look towards a natural solution, not something the doctor is going to push on you. Okay. Ladder number four, I think I've already gone up to three. Okay. So, you know, obesity, you know, America's got a weight problem, but it's not the only thing weighing Americans down. And I touched on this in a previous episode. It's oversized debt, especially consumer debt. I'm not really talking about mortgage debt uh, because you're actually getting something back when you have a mortgage. Usually, you know, when you buy a house, it goes up in value. Uh, so, yeah, I'm talking about consumer debt. Uh, Americans have an addiction to using their credit cards and, you know, they buy stuff on loan to, you know, usually on your credit card and they, they don't pay it off that month. Right. So you become uh, dependent to paying off that monthly bill, right? And credit cards are great, especially if it's an emergency. And like I had a flight out of New York, uh, gosh, about 10 years ago. I think it was Hurricane Irene. I had to get the F out of Dodge because a hurricane was coming the next day. I caught the last flight out. Guess what? I had to whip out my plastic and drop a grand um, to get out, um, you know, three days early. So obviously, you know, it's how you use a credit card, not the credit card itself, but people take those credit cards. And if you look at the first law of economics, people have unlimited wants and desires, and there's only limited resources. So unless you have $10 billion, uh, you know, there's a good chance you can't afford everything you want to buy. So credit cards are very convenient, but sometimes that convenience is a little bit commie. Uh, you know, think about these convenient snack foods that are killing your health. That's very commie. Uh, credit cards give you convenient ways to spend money. And if you're stuck in a cycle of just making the payments, you're going to bury yourself in a hole. So like once you build up some debt, it really grows like a monster. Say, for example, you have like $5,000 in credit card debt um, and you want to pay off the minimum. Uh, you know, you pay about 181 bucks per month, assuming the annual percentage rate is 18%. So that's fine. Okay, cool. We'll pay off five grand in, in 36 months, but you incur $1,519 in interest charges. So that's a magical way of taking $5,000 and turning it into 6,000 in the wrong direction. So what's important to do is to just look at all your debt and then pay it off. Like for example, uh, so not only have I lost, you know, 35, 40 pounds of weight, I lost $33,000 in credit card debt. I was in a tough period in my life unemployed. I was trying to start a new business and I probably made some fun, bad financial, but so I was $33,000 in debt. Um, and once I got a new career situated, I paid that off in 13 months. Uh, I did a very basic thing. I just created like a debt snowball, 
took my smallest debt, paid that off first, and then applied everything. Um, uh, let me start that over. I, you know, I, I listed all my debts out and uh, I paid the minimum on all of them except for the smallest one. And I paid everything I could to the smallest debt until it was paid off. And then I took all that extra money and paid off the second smallest debt. And 13 months, I really had it down. And the best part is uh, I really changed my lifestyle. Uh, I wasn't really a guy that ran up credit card bills uh, before. I always paid them off until I you know, was in this you know, financial rut and I got laid off. But I really learned to live off less money and then invest the rest. And that invest, you know, I've been able, I'm not going to share the numbers, but I really, I was impressed about how much I was able to invest, um, you know, over the following three years, it pretty much equaled what I paid off in one year. So you can run the numbers there. And, uh, but yeah, you know, having control over your finances and your health and where you buy your things, it's a very self-actualization type activity, I think. That's how I feel. Uh, just having mastery, you're, you're not controlled by all these payments. You're not controlled by needing all these medicines. Um, and you're not controlled by trying to find the cheapest thing to buy, not caring where it's made from. So these are like the, the rungs on the uncommon ladder. And I talked a little bit more about um, the debt in episode 18, coincidentally called Uncommon Manifesto Part 1. So I think uh, over time, I'll continue to add and refine, uh, you know, Uncommon Manifesto. You know, I like the idea of a ladder that you climb. You just take the baby steps and then you, you know, over time, you become more and more uncommon. I've got some other ideas I'm going to touch on. So let's do a quick recap of the Uncommon Manifesto ladder to date. Uh, one, buy American. Use the Cultivate app if you're shopping on Amazon. Uh, what you know, Rung number 1.5. Start taking your regular monthly purchases and find an American substitute, American-made. And then, you know, after that, start looking for an artisan or a small little manufacturer, you know, making local, you know, soaps, candles. I don't know what, what people buy. Tablecloths, etc., just look for small artisan manufacturers that really care about where it's made. And they'll be able to tell you, like, for example, I just bought some shampoo from uh, Tor Salon Products. They even make the packages and the bottles are American made along with all the products. So uh, go ahead and check out episode 31 for a little bit more on Tor Salon, or excuse me, 30 for Tor Salon Products. Um, so... One, buy American, use the Cultivate app, replace your regular monthly purchases with American-made goods. Two, buy local, naturally raised food. You know, find that rancher that makes that raises grass-fed cattle and beef, pasture-raised chickens, pasture-raised porks, not pasteurized. Um, and then, you know, subscribe to a CSA where you get like a produce every month or every couple of weeks from a local farm, right? These are like... Like you could even probably call up and talk to, oh, hi, this is Janet at Sunflower Farms, things like that, right? You can, you can get to know them, right? And also, I forgot to touch on this earlier, you're becoming less uh, subject to any fluctuations in the you know, supply chain crises. So when I was uh, ordering, I know I'm getting meat every month from a, a rancher and, you know, when COVID first hit and there was riots everywhere, 
you know, meat was sold out and this, this rancher stopped taking on new customers. And, but since I was an existing customer, I was uninterrupted, right? So think if I had gone to the store and the meat supplies were down, I still had my guy sending me beef every month. So get into a local source and become part of that consistent, you know, process where you, you're getting deliveries from them and you're less, again, you're less subject to any sort of disruptions in the supply chain. Uh, so buy American, you know, buy local food and produce, uh, skip that huge agribusiness, you know, uh, three, get your health in order, look towards a more natural diet. And granted, I'm very biased towards a paleo primal diet, but it does work. And there's so many success stories and it's also sustainable. Um, and then number four, eliminate all consumer debt and get out of paying you know, the minimum payments, uh, on, on all your purchases, right? It's, it's a trap and then you're stuck and ultimately you're less free and less free is very commie. More free is very uncommy. So yeah, I know I didn't highlight any American made products today. Uh, but I really thought that it's about like the lifestyle you choose to live that really improves your uncomminess. And personally, I believe you're living an uncommon life, more, more self-reliant. Your health is, you know, in your own hands. You're not dependent on, you know, a doctor upping your prescription or finding a new medicine for you. Right. Uh, you know, life changes, right? What if you, you've been paying off all this debt, you know, and you making all these payments and you have no extra money at the end of the month, you don't live like that. So you're dependent on, you know, your job or, uh, you know, not having any sort of emergency fund. And eventually you're going to end up being dependent on the state because you weren't able to make any investments. So all these really feed into personal freedoms, be it freedom for your own health, you know, freedom to be as wealthy as you can be, uh, freedom to support businesses that you choose. So again, that's the Uncommon Manifesto part two, climbing the Uncommon ladder. Hope you enjoyed Again, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, you know, hitting that like button on YouTube really ups the algorithm and might make me famous. Uh, two, I don't know if I'm going to be famous. I just want to spread the uncommon word. Uh, two, if you're listening to a podcast, especially on Apple, um, Apple, Apple podcast app, give it a five-star review. Um, you know, get, write up a, give it a five-star rating and then write up a, a review on why you like this podcast that really helps spread the word. I'm trying to spread the, uh, the message of importance of buying one American made goods. And then, you know, living this uncommon life that is ultimately healthier for you, makes you stronger, happier, healthier, less dependent on the government to give you things. For example, social security, I hope to never need it. Uh, probably might not even exist. So the less you are plugged into the matrix, be it the pharmaceutical, the government, the Big agribusiness matrix, all they really care about all is, you know, one, sucking the money out of your wallet and feeding their matrix, whereas you can support your own local, I guess, you know, local matrix of great businesses that do things that you believe in. So again, thank you. Please hit like, subscribe, uh, give a rating, review on all your favorite podcast platforms. And if you want to reach out, you know, just you can reach me at hello at uncommygoods.com. 
send me a note if you have any ideas, anything you want to share. Did you learn something? Are you going to try and adopt the primal paleo diet for your health? Uh, so you can get out of the pharmaceutical industrial complex that I, I mean, I care about your health. I care about American's health, uh, the health epidemic, health, the obesity epidemic costs us billions. And it's one of those things that we could easily fix on our own without a doctor's intervention. And I'd love to help you. So anyway, thanks again for watching Uncommy Goods, episode 32, Climbing the Uncommy Ladder. Thank you.